0: Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News on this Friday, September 22nd, 2023. Happy autumnal equinox, everybody. It's Bachelor Rush Hour. All right. We have so much to get into. It's fall, baby. That's right. I don't know the geometry of it all. The sun's equidistant from whatever... What it means is it's only going to get darker out from here, folks, until December 21st. So let's enjoy the next three months. Let's find somebody for cuffing season. Uh, somebody, you know, you, you know, this is the time of year you settle. You settle for somebody, folks. If you're single out there and you want someone to just keep you warm through the winter, find somebody to snuggle up with, preferably somebody who enjoys the same football team as you. And then Sundays you can make chili together. Sound good? All right, because this whole theme of today's episode is going to be People whose relationship didn't work out and now cuffing season is no more for them. I've got my featured video today, which is Caitlin Bristow unfollowing Jason Tartik. We'll have that story. She discusses where she thinks he crossed the line. Um, respectfully, I think she's allowed to have that conversation. He's allowed to share his emotions and we can all watch it politely as Bachelor Nation alumni. Right, folks? And I've got another story of Danielle uh, Michael A's ex. She released a statement on her Instagram. You guys know we love a good Instagram statement regarding why she thought she had her boundaries crossed by Michael when he announced the uh, the their breakup on the Trading Secrets podcast. I'll get into that story as well, but the story of the week, possibly the story of the year, is this paternity case happening in front of our eyes with Clayton Eckerd and we're going to call her Jane Doe. We know what her name is. It's not exactly private. She's a verified TEDx speaker. She has her own podcast and, um, she seems to be well-to-do. Uh, she, you know, People are sending me all this information about her, none of which I feel like revealing because she has asked for anonymity even though um, the court records are public. So we're going to give her that anonymity and call her Jane Doe. Either way, an article came out in The Sun. I'm going to paraphrase everything for you, but if you want the 24-minute video where you can see the receipts and see the emails and see the text messages, that's all going to be available for you guys um, on my YouTube channel. It's already outright. Right now, but it's wild, you know. So this article comes out in the Sun saying some random person, an ex fling of Clayton, a one night stand, claims that he's the father of her twins. I mean, it reads like it's in a soap opera, and you go, "Oh my gosh, Clayton's been accused of crazy things in the past. Is there any way this could be true?" And then yesterday. Clayton pulls up a a pretty damning Instagram story. I'm going to read it for you guys right now. He pulls up an Instagram story, one of which she, Jane Doe, is now threatening to sue him over. The first Instagram story is proof that he's paying for a paternity test. And then he says, this is the timeline. The truth will always set you free. And then the next slide he posted yesterday afternoon, since posting, I've been notified and I have confirmed that there are other individuals out there with nearly identical accusations being made, being made against them by the exact same person. Some of the court cases are still publicly accessible and active. Well, Jane Doe responded to that and said, I'm suing him if he doesn't take this down, it's defamation." And again, he could argue that if someone's telling him about accusations against her, it's not necessarily defamatory. If he, He'd have to prove that he was sharing knowingly false information, right? And it's also kind of like, how could it be defamatory if he's not mentioning the person's name? You know what I mean? Right now, he's never outed her by name. Uh, aside from all that, she posted on Medium.com, which is a place where you can write articles. It's kind of like a blog, right? She posted all not all but a lot of the emails and text receipts from Clayton which show that if he is the father he wants nothing to do with this child according to her this text message sent from him in the screen grab i have reads as follows this is the last time i will communicate with you on this matter i would like for you to get an abortion if you are pregnant with my child which i still don't believe but it doesn't really matter either way if you do not that's your choice then in that case if it ends up being my child Child. I've decided that either you'll take 100% custody of the child or it will be put up for adoption. I will not be raising it in any capacity. And then she shares all these other things where he says, um, I am the victim. You're trying to trap me. It's that simple. So he's operating as it seems from these messages from a place of paranoia. I can't 100% confirm that his lawyer said this because it was a little con- confusing, but in the information that Jane Doe posted, she shared that her lawyer was conversing with his lawyer, and his lawyer said, hey, uh, Clayton is rightfully very paranoid. Now, we have to find out if he's the father or not, if we're going to cover this thing publicly, because this is information that Jane Doe and Clayton are now putting out there publicly after the story was blown, uh, blown up by the son. Now, it's questionable why The Sun posted about it and not um, any other gossip rags because The Sun is like the most trashy of them all. But either way, I'm going to share some thoughts on why Clayton might uh, have a right to be paranoid, given what he's dealt with, but also why we shouldn't ignore uh, a lot of her claims as well. We'll get to that right after a quick word from our sponsor. So, w- we don't know exactly if Clayton's the father because if he's not, then we have a real case of like, what the why did she think he was? He had, of course, claimed, according to the son, that he uh, never even had sex with her. But then, when you look at the documents she shared, it seems like he mentions that there was a drunken uh, thing, it was a mistake, he's not attracted to her, all these things. He's clearly stated he doesn't want to be the father here. She's messaged his parents to get them to go to the ultrasound. He didn't believe she was even even pregnant and he's very paranoid that she's making this whole thing up and part of that paranoia might do be due to his own mental health issues after you know uh being accused of cheating on his ex uh his ex but his girlfriend at the time Susie of course you remember that story from last year you, you just you just don't know what someone has to deal with in the public eye like this I certainly don't I give grace for that but likewise if she's telling the truth Jane Doe then It's tragic because she's trying to just figure out a family parenting plan for her uh, twin kids that, uh, according to her, she hasn't had sex with anyone else uh, in over a year. Which, by the way, and again, I'm not just like looking at this. She says she hasn't had sex in over a year and has been very picky and then yet um, has a random drunken one night stand with Clayton. Uh, she claims she didn't know who he was so if she didn't really know who he was or watch his season of The Bachelor beforehand you know there's just so many questions we can't properly come to any conclusions right now I am i don't have an opinion where I need to change my mind I'm just working with the information I had initially it looked pretty strong that Clayton was in the right because he's had to deal with these issues in the past and he took a firm stance like this person's you know not telling the truth or whatever I didn't have sex with her blah 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 well now she shares her side. How the hell would he even be um, entertaining all of this with her if he didn't have sex? Because he would clearly be like, you're off your rocker. So we really don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. They're taking the paternity test next week. It'll be several weeks before we get a conclusion to this very tragic and bizarre story, but I will keep you updated. And another bizarre story, remember that F-35 fighter jet that crashed? Uh, initially there, he said it was a $50 million jet. Then they said it was $100 million. It's a $20 billion jet, whatever it is. Either way, we reported it was missing. Then the next day we reported there was a crash. And then we got the audio of some uh, you know, random farmer guy that was like, oh, I heard it whizzing by us. Well, now we have the 911 audio from the fighter pilot. Have a listen.
1: One, one, what's the address of the emergency it's okay tell me exactly what happened okay um it says that oh, yes yeah. you just want me to tell him you got ejected I will give back for a minutes, but we okay. we I guess we got a pilot at our house and he says he got ejected so well, he ejected from the plane so yeah. we just see if we could get some okay. ambulance
2: please I'm
0: sorry what happened uh, yeah. So this is a guy. So it sounds like the pilot ejected from the airplane. Some issue that happened, and then maybe lands near somebody's house. And this is the guy that says, "Hey, we got a guy here who said he ejected from a plane."
1: We got a pilot in the house, and I guess he landed in my backyard. And we we're trying to see if we could get a um, ambulance to the house, please. And the address is. We know my Okay.
2: Okay. So like, how, okay. Um, what is the phone number that you're calling from? By the
0: way, I don't know if this is covered in 911 school, but uh, this is going to go down as probably the most bizarre phone call this lady ever receives.
2: Okay, uh, we're getting help on the way. I, I Give
0: me just a moment. All right, either yeah, not- way. So very bizarre story. I'm sure we're going to find out more info. There's, you know, very slow, of course, government, you know, uh, you know, military jet. So maybe they're a little tight sealed here, but there's video coming out and we'll find out what the hell went down. It was flying at a thousand feet when he ejected and landed in the back of someone's house. I mean, that's A interesting way to make an entrance, if you ask me. All right, let's go back to Bachelor Nation here, and we'll cover this Danielle Maltby story. Um, uh, Tino Franco, by the way, is off of his contract he posted today, so he's allowed to do random podcasts from random people, and I'm going to randomly get him on Driving with Dave. I'm leaving here, which is why I'm a little rushed today, and I'm going to go meet with him in Newport Beach and do a very interesting interview. I'm going to ask Tino a lot of questions about his timeline with Rachel Recchia. I am going to leave nothing on the table. I'm eating every biscuit. I'm eating every side dish and we are going to just satiate ourselves in the truth. We want to know the truth respectfully. From Tino, we have yet to hear it. Of course, he was accused of cheating and kind of didn't deny it on Rachel He was made to look like a fool publicly. He was uh, flogged and shamed, and now he's off contract, and we're going to hear what he has to say. And then if she wants to respond, she's always welcomed. But um, we're down to get to the truth. All right, and speaking of getting to the truth, I cover this video, um, and actually you guys might get this on the po- on the podcast before the YouTube because I've got this coming out later today. But Danielle Maltby, Of course, met Michael A. on Bachelor in Paradise. Well, Michael A. announced their breakup on the Trading Secrets podcast. And now here is her response. Hi friends, thank you all for the kind messages this week. I've been getting many notifications regarding Jason's podcast. And while I was shocked to find out my breakup would be announced in this fashion, I feel I have to address it now. This breakup was not a mutual decision arriving at some perception of incompatibilities. However, I do hope the best for Michael and I will always have James in my heart as we move forward separately. I know so many people were rooting for Michael and I and I appreciate your support so much. I don't regret the love I gave for a second. While these last couple months have been extremely difficult and painful for me, I am succeeding in finding moments of joy in building a new life in this city, regardless of how I came to it. I have been extremely invested in my job, which I love, and I feel hopeful again to discover what the future holds for me. I'll be talking about this a little more on today's episode of The Women Only because there was no way around it. Human emotions surrounding the egg retrieval process being what they are out of respect for the time we shared love. I have and honoring the fact there is a child involved. I won't be addressing this further. I would really appreciate the respect time and space to continue to heal and grieve. What I believed was forever and hope you extend the same to Michael. I truly thank you all for the kindness and support you have shown me along the way. That's her response, folks. We'll get more uh, thoughts on this right after a quick word from our sponsor. All right, so you can understand why Danielle is upset. And again, I go in a little in more depth in the YouTube video here. But, you know, I have it on, I don't have it on record, but I believe when Michael was on the She's All Batch podcast on August 2nd, I believe that he was already broken up with Danielle. That's just information I've been working with after having talked to other people behind the scenes. It's not up to us when they want to announce their breakup. But, with that said, seven weeks later, can you blame him for wanting to talk about it when asked? Maybe he doesn't want to lie. Now, with that said, if he randomly did decide, oh, I'm going to talk about it on Jason's podcast, he could have alerted Danielle and given her the heads up, which seemingly he didn't hear. You know, when you break up, these sort of issues happen where you no longer have control over the relationship. Who's going to do this? Who's going to say that? It can become very, you know, interesting, to say the least, in the modern world. World, And that is interesting uh, for Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tartick. Caitlin Bristow unfollowed Jason, as we reported earlier today on the YouTube channel. And in the clip I'm going to share with you, our featured clip of the day, she describes why she felt like Jason crossed the line. It has to do with him sharing an Instagram reel about him moving out and feeling sad. And she essentially says, hey, I was in the other room crying. I'm sad too. And there's probably a dose of misogyny uh, or, you know, people that want to think that Jason was in the right and she was in the wrong. When in fact, they've both said the relationship didn't work. They both put their careers first and they're both a part of that problem. Either way, here's what she had to say on off the vine podcast. Have a listen.
1: If we share them
2: 50, 50 uh, anyways, it's going to get difficult because I have, a f- I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah, me too. I'm a concerned. concerned. Um, Cause I'll tell you why, like Katie and Schwartz, I don't know. I feel like Schwartz is like not easier, but he's like, I don't know, maybe even their breakup, not yours seems amicable too, but right. I don't know. Sh- I feel like Schwartz is kind of like a leaf in the wind. Yes, yes, yes. And like Katie can just kind of control the situation. Totally. So I'm not worried about her right. in the dog thing. You worry um, about me in the dog thing. But I'm not I'm not worried about you in the dog thing. I'm worried about the dog thing a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't know why. I just, well, I just want them
2: like –
0: By the way, Amanda Hirsch, I've never met her and I've never consumed her content. She doesn't necessarily, in my opinion, come off like a supportive friend here uh, because she kind of instigates in cattle prods. It makes for great podcasting, but uh, I don't know if this would be the most nurturing way to handle this conversation.
1: I don't, I'm, I'm just crazy. I really like the dogs are my (laughs) number one priority and
2: everything. Like if we can have some humor about this. Yeah. I'm having flashbacks to Jason's video. God. And I'm like, was it a Sarah McLachlan? Like, that's what I said. I was like,
0: in the arms of an angel, fly away with me. So here's the video they're talking about. And mentally sucks a video where he says moving sucks and he says a few weeks ago my best buddy called and asked if he could help and it's really a love story to his best friend but it's very sad you see the dogs there and of course, uh, because of this video, uh, people were like, what are you doing to those dogs? They're confused. They don't know what's going on. When in fact, that's all of us kind of putting our projections of emotions onto the dogs. They don't know the difference between this versus going on a three-week trip or a two-day trip. My dog's the same way. Every time I go check the mail, he's like, I'll never see you again. And I'm like, I'll be right back. Never. And then I come back and he's like, whoa, you're back. And then I have to go like, I have to go uh, put, uh, get something out of the car. No, don't get something out of the car. And I come back. Oh my gosh. You know, dogs. Dogs don't know the difference. Come on, come on. All right. So anyway, that that was his video, and then um, here's her response to his video.
2: But I will remember <laughs> no, no. you. No, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, it was sad music, say. but it was. It was. It was. It was. It was. I and was mortified. I don't know how he got out of that with you. With I haven't let it go. Like if he. Because how do you say, like, it wasn't on purpose? Like, it's a real, you know, you... Like,
1: you purposely made it real. Well, what broke my heart, too, is I was like, I was there crying in the bedroom
2: like You were in, you
1: in were house. around,
2: yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, we well, should put did you, you have, in
1: the real, yeah. Why didn't you have <laughs> time to
2: put at
0: least, me in there? At least. So, look, here's the deal okay, uh, where's my ref hat? I gotta get my ref hat here. He's allowed to post sad breakup stuff, and she's allowed to talk about it on her podcast. It's good content for both of them. The question will be, will the line be crossed where one is offended by the other that they then go scorched earth? It is very challenging to have a public breakup. Hey, looking at you, Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner, very challenging to have a public break we'll have that content on today's bachelor rush hour but it's very challenging to have a breakup that doesn't cross the line when you are also content creating
2: pan to you too yeah like crying (laughs) in the corner
1: with the sad music like let me be a part of that because then (laughs) it just makes me look like i'm an asshole god but it's hard to because i'm i'm I'm, i am a little bit protective over his heart just because i'm like but things of course, things are going to annoy me and piss me off. And I'm sure things are annoying him and pissing him off. And he can talk about that Are on you his hiding podcast, each but... other on
2: Instagram or are you... Oh, oh fully following? muted. Oh, muted. Yeah. Yeah. I d- I n- but I do like that you guys didn't delete off
1: grid. I will never.
2: And I like, didn't delete still, Sean either. He still, like, has you pinned.
1: Yeah. Well, do you know what's weird is Sean still has me pinned on his highlights. No. Yes. Yeah, somebody brought that up to me not long ago. But regardless I don't I'm like this is also part of my whole life story like that was a very large that was the longest relationship I, I've ever I, had I definitely thought he was the one everybody knows that we didn't prioritize each other we started growing apart we were both both focused on our careers not just me we both were just I don't know it not a priority to each other yeah. and that will you know when they say like you get little rips and if you don't repair those little rips, they become like big tears and you can't repair them after they're too far gone,
2: and that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad though. It's
0: sad. It's sad, but it's it's healthy to because look, here's the thing. Is Caitlin getting it worse than Jason? Yes. Is that some form of misogyny? Probably. Probably because people are saying, oh, she put her career first when Jason's doing the same dang thing. I mean, actually, Jason moved to Nashville for her. Uh... I don't think anyone did anything wrong here other than, you know, they didn't value their relationship or, at least, you know, it's a, it's it's one of those things. It's like, what what would I have done? What would you have done? I mean, they, they're both their careers were in these kind of they're, they've taken off. It's life changing. It's it's literally, you know, hard to turn that down if you have that personality type. And now they're learning and maybe the next relationship comes around and maybe they've plateaued a little bit career wise and they can put, you know, water those plants a little bit better
2: sad it's really sad as a, as a as an observer yeah like you guys really did seem like such a great couple
1: even in the last year i feel like everyone was like you mean
2: on instagram Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> on instagram, on instagram?
0: And to round up the Bachelor Rush Hour Week of Entertainment News, here is Gary the Bachelor, the Golden Bachelor, giving a toast at a VIP event in Hollywood last night. Have a listen. Hi, everybody. Woo! I just wanted to say how much I appreciate all of you being here. We love
1: you, you. Yeah, Gary. Thank
0: you very much for that. Um, it's really, I think, been a group effort to get everything off the ground, To put this project together, I've I've seen so many friends, old and new here, just in such a short time. There's Rob Bell standing right there. (laughs) He's the guy. Um, But anyway, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to all of you who came tonight. I appreciate everything you've done. And raise a glass to the Golden Bachelor (laughs) and and the ongoing success of that Show. Thank you. All right there's Gary the Bachelor toasting to the show which premieres this coming Thursday I can't wait to watch I wonder if it's going to be as much a hit as I believe it will be I think it's going to be a show that's going to sweep us off our feet and give us that warm that nice hot soup we all need some chicken soup for the soul Gary Turner style alright well that wraps it up for us today thank you guys all so much if you are listening to this before Friday evening and want to catch some stand-up comedy I've got a show in Santa Monica tonight I believe we're on 8 o'clock and then I'm on the 930 show, so I gotta go from one show to the other in Hollywood. So I'll be jumping around. Check my Instagram for details on that. If you want to put some tip some bread in the tip jar, in the tip jar, you can go to patreon.com slash Dave and check me out over there for behind the scenes bonus content. Lots to get to we'll probably have some more breaking stories tomorrow. The way this bachelor week has been going, we might have some weekend content and we for sure will have our driving with Dave episode out tomorrow. You'll be able to hear that here or also on YouTube at the Dave Neal show. All right, folks, have a fantastic Friday evening. Have some pizza and a cold beer on me uh, or a Diet Coke. Actually, it's not on me, but have it anyway. I'll talk to you guys all later. I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour.